We started a week ago a brand new series about uh, miracles, and I think this is a very important topic actually. But today I want to speak about how can you be successful in your life. And success is also, I mean, a very, very big word. But I figure out God has given us a DNA of being successful. Because in the garden, Eden, right in the beginning, God is saying to Adam and Eve, protect your garden and multiply. And multiplication is always growth. Uh, protecting is also very important because God is saying protect your family, protect your nation, protect actually also your church, your pastor. Protection is a DNA of God Almighty, right? But multiplication is often something we struggle a little bit because we have some question about it. But I really do believe that we are called from God Almighty to bring heaven down on earth, that our families and our lives are changing. And you can see the glory of God in everything what is surrounding your life. Amen? That's why I want to speak about being successful. I had a little bit of a special week. Usually Monday morning, I prepare my message until 11 o'clock. Then I shoot my message to a big team. And though the team is thinking about the props, the message and everything, and I was so super excited about, I had an amazing message in my, in my heart. I prepared that message for many, many months. And I had a meeting at uh, 11 o'clock on a Monday. It was just a random meeting, a good meeting. And in the meeting, I heard that the Holy Spirit is saying to me, change the whole entire message. I said, Holy Spirit, I'm in a meeting, not now. And when I drove home, I said, Holy Spirit, what is on your heart? And he said to me, think about Joshua, how he started the ministry and all the steps he went through. And then I asked, why Joshua? And God is saying to me, think about the last two and a half years. When Corona hit the whole entire earth, everyone was shocked and there's a, there's a spirit of fear. When it comes about Corona, you can read every day in the newspaper, people die because of Corona, people die again because of Corona. Fear is all around. And now when Corona almost stopped, now you know we have the war and all of a sudden the, the gas price exploding, the electricity exploding, inflation exploding. And the whole world again is in a shock moment. Fear is again in our lives, right? And I think fear is not changing the next years if we as a body of Christ church not thinking differently because God has given us a spirit of faith, not of fear. And we can do more with God you can ever dream or imagine. God is saying now it's the time to stand up as a church, be bold and change whatever you can change with the power of God wherever you live. Can I hear an amen? Because fear is not my friend. We are not led by fear actually. God has given us that spirit. They can do more. And God is saying to think about, you have like three zones in your life. I want to explain these zones. The zone number one can be, I hardly ask God for anything. There are some people, they want to say, I don't ask God for anything anymore. Because some people, they believed very hard. They prayed in the fast, and after two years, you don't have seen a miracle take place. And then you give up and say, I believe in God. That's not the question. But I have given up believing because every time things are not happening, I'm so disappointed. But then the second sector is actually, I ask God for the attainable things, for things I, I can do with my own strength. If I just be a little bit stronger and better, I can do it with my strength as a Swiss guy, whatever you are, I can do it. But this sector is just what we can do, but that's the level number three. And the level number three is, I ask God for the impossible things. And I think right now God is pushing the whole body of Christ around the world in that zone. 
to stand up and do things we have never done before because we are not a victim. We have the victorious spirit in us and God can turn a mess into a message. And I really do believe the finest hour as a church is right now. And God is pushing us in that zone that we stand up and say, with God Almighty, if God is with us, if God is in me, everything actually is possible. Can I hear a strongest amen? Also Liberia, everything is possible. Let's give God for that big round of applause. Come on, He can do it. So, when I had this feeling in my mind when I drove home, the Holy Spirit just showed me Joseph chapter 1 and going to verse by verse, verse by verse. And I'm not doing that alone. I'm doing this with an amazing team. And that team is my wife, Pastor Susanna, an amazing team. Thank you so much. And on the right-hand side is Dave Kuhl, our worship leader. And we just want to share with you how can you be successful with the story of Joseph. And we do want to do it like a, a Bible study. We're going verse by verse like old school. But old school is also the new school. So are you ready? Are there seven steps actually how we can be successful with God? The, in Joseph chapter 1 verse 1 and 2, and I said, Define your goal with God. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you all these people go uh, to the Israel and just go and move into the land of Canaan. When, when you read this, just think for a moment, because Joshua, he was every single day in the presence of Moses. There was a tent and Joseph was every day in the tent. He loved the presence of God. He never moved away from the presence of God. He just saw how Moses spoke, how Moses led the people, how Moses spoke with God. He has seen everything. But then it came a moment when God said, out of nothing, now it's your turn. Moses, now, uh, Joseph, now it's your turn. My job for you is lead these people into the, in the land of Canaan. We often speak about calling. What is your calling? I like the word calling because it's so beautiful. But listen, when I ask my people in the church, what is your calling? They will say, oh my gosh, the calling is very important. That's from God. I should know what is my calling. But I'm pretty sure that 95% of all the Christians, they do not know what is their calling. They're looking, they're fighting. And because they do not know what their calling is, they do nothing. And we are called to be sons and daughters of God. That's our main calling. That's our identity. We're called to be sons and daughters of God Almighty, right? But I will say God has given us a task. And that's another question. What is your task? What is your heartbeat? What is your longing? Or another question, three o'clock in the morning, for what will you stand up and you're so on fire? Not, not three o'clock standing up, you have to go to the restroom. <laughs> More like, what is really your question? What drives you? And this is always the question which I ask all the people around the world. What is your passion? And that can change. And the passion of Joseph was always to be in the presence of the Lord. He always saw how Moses handled the leadership. And he was actually an amazing leader. And my passion through all the years, and maybe you are surprised, my passion was never to plant a church. Do you know that? My passion was I was a traveling evangelist. I preached all over the world. And I have a flag, on that flag stands, I believe in God who believes in me. This was always my message around the world. Believe in that God who always believes in you. That's my passion. That's my task. Even though if no one will believe in God, I will hold that flag. I will go do a stand. I'll say, dear Swiss people, 
I still believe there is a God and I believe in that God because that God believes in me as well. That's my task on my earth. And pastor, worship leader, David Kuhl, what is your passion or your task? Well, my passion is music. It was from a very early age. And so I was really uh, thrilled when the house producer of ICF, and when I was 16, came to me, Andy Struppler, and he was like, let's do a solo album, a recording. And he invited me for a meeting, and I brought all these songs laid out on the table, and, and he listened to me, and, and, and he said, yes, that's yes, good. And afterwards he said, okay, thank you, Dave. And he kind of pushed it aside and said, it's really good what you have here, but I have a question. Um, I will be the youth pastor and we will start Youth Planet and grow Youth Planet to worship at the, the youth ministry for ICF Zurich. Would you help me uh, with building the worship team? And it was kind of another outcome of the meeting than I was hoping for, but I did not hesitate for one second and said, yes, I will. Um, really don't know why, actually, but in, in, in hindsight, I think it's... Um, that God tested my heart if I, was, if, if I would be um, willing to let go of my own plans to become the big pop star I wanted to be and just do what was in front of my feet and uh, take the task that was at hand to lead worship. Wow. Pastor Susanna, what's your task? Yeah, for me, it was always important to have Jesus in the middle and the church in the middle. And as long these two components were given, then for me, it did not matter so much. And when I got to know Leo, then it was easy for me to hang on to his vision because I saw that his uh, life is also important. Jesus in the middle and the church in the middle. And so I had no problems to cling to your vision. Oh, that's easy. Hey, it's not amazing. We have our youngest son, he's, he's a leader. And he said, Daddy, I, I have to be a leader. I said, why? Then I can make the decision. <laughs> and he's a leader since he's a small boy. You can ask my wife. There was always a leadership issue between him and, and her. And the oldest son is saying, Daddy, my, my passion, my dream is actually to create uh, uh, films. And now he's producing every single Sunday uh, a message for the kids' church. And that's his passion, his task. And I like it because in a church of a size like this, you have so many different passions and so many tasks. And God is saying, we are the body of Christ and the body of Christ has different parts. And you playing your part and I'm playing my part. And if everyone is playing their part, the body is fulfilled. And Jesus Christ becomes the glory in all of what we are doing. So now start with, your, with the goal with God. And the second thing, when you know the task, when you know your passion, You use a strategic approach. Why a strategic approach? Because God is doing miracles. That's God's part. But we have to use our brains. In Joseph chapter 1 verse 2, Get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give unto you. When Joseph heard that, and here's a picture about the Jordan River and also the Red Sea. When you see all those waters, it was impossible to cross the Jordan River and it was impossible to cross the Red Sea. There was no bridge. This, it was impossible. How do you know something is from God? Very easy. It's impossible. Uh -huh. You cannot do it. If you cannot do it by yourself, it's often not God's dream. And you need God in that. And when God is saying cross the Jordan River, it sounds like, yeah, just, just cross it. Just swim over it. It's no big deal, but there were more than two million people and also like sheep and, and, and also animals 
all together, millions of millions of millions of things are moving. And Joshua learned from Moses a strategy. Have you ever thought about how Moses crossed the Red Sea with the people of God? Because behind them was the enemy and that was like one day behind them. Just think for a moment when Moses would line up the people like two and two, like two and two, like, like, like in, the, in the kindergarten, two and two, it's like two meters. That, yeah, two meters. That would be a line of 1,000 kilometers and it lasts for 35 days. Have you ever thought about it? Because all the pictures we see, God is, is splitting the Red Sea and two people are walking, dancing, tambourine, kumbaya, my Lord, all those things. Think for a moment, to move to the Red Sea in one day means you have 1,000 people are lining up. That means 1,000 meters, it's like behind a line of two kilometers in one single day. The Bible is not speaking about that strategy. The Bible is only saying, they crossed the Red Sea in the sea. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. But I'm as the leader, I'm thinking, how was the strategy? Because there must be a strategy and Joseph could learn from Moses. And here's my point. Learn from other people. Learn from other people. Ask questions. How do you do? Why do you do? And why you don't do it again? Ask people questions. But here's the point. God will never do the miracle again in the same way. When God is doing a revival, we can learn from the revival, but God will never copy-paste the same revival again. Every revival is different. Every move of God is different. God is doing the miracle, but the way the approach is always different. And in the case of Moses, he took the stick, and with the stick, the sea was departed. But in the life of Joshua, God did a different strategy. They said, take the Lord, the Lord, the, 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 the ark, the ark of covenant. Take the ark of covenant into the water, then the water will split it. That means Joseph had, had time. He could have one month, two months, it doesn't matter because he had no army behind him. And here's my point. Every strategy is different. And that's why we get so nervous. I remember when God said to me, just take over this church. I said, God, I don't have a five years plan. I will never have a 10 years plan. I said, God, the only thing what I can do, that's the way I am. I can do a strategy for one year. And when you ask, what is the goal in five years? I will say, I don't know, but I think God is still here. I will say, God, the Bible is still truth. What we have in that church, we have a structure for one year. Because in one year, God opens a door. We walk to that door. And then we see if it works, God is opening other doors. We're going from doors and doors and doors and doors and doors and doors. This is our strategy. And you say, what is, what is, what is so unique about it? Because when I preach about in a pastor's conference, they love strategy, a structure. If you do this, it happens this and comes past the Leo. You know, I don't have a strategy, but I have a strategy for one year. And that's it. And that's why we grew so fast because we had a strategy for one year. That means you have to embrace the way you do it. It's by every person totally different. That's why you can learn, but never copy paste something. You ask the Holy Spirit, what is my strategy? Point number three. And the next point is define milestones. It says in Joshua uh, 1 verse 3 to 4, I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert 
to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. So it is very important to define milestones. When I used to be a jogger, I saw, this was about 15 years ago, I saw during the same time I was jogging, I saw an elderly lady, she had a stick, in a rod in her hand and walking, and I was sure she must be on a prayer walk. And I was confirmed about that because one day I saw her in the bus with the uh, Salvation Army uniform and I knew I was right. And this lady impressed me very much because she was out every day and she was doing her prayer turn on and on and on. And I decided back then in my heart, when I am old, I want to be a praying woman. And it was as if I, on my, on my life map, I marked it and I sealed it and I nailed it down. But it was also clear for me 15 years ago that that doesn't happen overnight. I needed to define milestones, even that was for me very difficult, but I knew I need to go step, step by step. When I look back now and I see how much my prayer life improved, how more alive it is and what tools I learned. I mean, the, the book Pray Like Never Before is just a summarized uh, things of 31 different styles I, I learned, we learned along the way. And I am so impressed how my prayer life improved. And I feel like I reached my goal already, even though I have years in front of me. And that is so exciting, thinking of, I reached my goal now, but now I open it even more. Because when we reach it with what we can think, then it's too small. We have to think not how, what we can imagine, but what God can imagine. And I am looking forward so much what I will learn in 15 years from now. And this is all about defining milestones. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Good. Yeah, come on, give a hand. Yeah, good. Because I really like, I, I like that. My wife is the same. My wife is not like, okay, I'm going to set a goal. But she's going to, just do something faithfully every day and just walk in that discipline and then you, you move along. If you're doing things, small steps every single day after 20 years, it will become gigantic. That's the point. It looks always very, very boring, but after a while you're doing the same thing again and again and again, you're increasing, you're moving in another level. Yeah. God goes on and says to Joshua, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous <laughs> because you will lead these people to inherit the land I saw to their ancestors to give them. Okay, if God tells you not to be scared, you should be scared because there's plenty of reason to be scared. You know what I mean? God doesn't tell you I'm with you, be strong, be courageous if there's nothing to be scared about. It's not, there's, there's no need to. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe you're scared of failure. Maybe you're scared, well, if I go and take up what God, whatever task God puts in front of you, maybe you will fail. Maybe you will burn out. Maybe you're afraid of, uh, of success. 
that was a big one for me because I was afraid to build my own kingdom instead of God's kingdom. Maybe you're afraid of people and what they think about you. What will your family say about you? What will your friends say about you, your work colleagues? And it's interesting because Jesus says, um, just shortly before, before he goes to heaven, he says to his disciples, um, be courageous. And in this world, you will have trouble, tribulations, but be courageous. I have overcome the world. The same word used as tribulation could also mean um, pressure. It's a pressure so hard that you think you have no option left. It's like you're cornered and you don't know where to go. Why does Jesus use that kind of strong language to, with his disciples? Well, I think it's because if you're bit alive on this world, you realize the pressure doesn't go away. And I think the key with Joshua and also with you and me and with Jesus and the disciples is the promise, not just, oh, be courageous and strong, because that's kind of easy to say. I can be, hey, come on from the outside. You can do it, man, you know. But if Jesus enters the scene and says, I will be with you, never leave you, that's something totally different. Amen. So Thomas Aquendis, I think his name is, Akempis, said, Don't think so much about who is for you or against you, but you should rather concern yourself with the fact that God is always with you. So that's a promise you can walk on. Amen? Amen. Wow. Verse number seven shows a become more efficiency. He says, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my mo servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Why more uh, efficiency is actually because Joseph has never done that before. He, had, he never led two million people into the promised land. That means when I started the church, I have never planted the church before. We have now 80 employees. I, I never had 80 employees. We never had a budget so high as this year. That means for the very first time, you're realizing it's getting bigger and bigger and you're thinking, God, can I handle that? And here's my point. When God asks you for a specific task, God has given you everything, what it needs, what it takes to fulfill that task. God will you never ask you for something and he knows exactly you will fail. You don't have the capacity God knows the capacity that you have and God says, I know exactly you are able. But the problem is when you have never led the church, when you have never started a micro church or small group, whatever, you feel, I'm not sure if I can do it. That's the same thing when you're going to a gym, for example. There are some people that go into the gym because they're too fat. Some people, they want to be fit. And some people, they are skinny fat. They are small, uh, 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 skinny fat. Have you ever heard about skinny fat? Yeah. They go in the gym and, and then you say, I'm not sure if I can, if I'm able to lift 100 kilos. But the thing is, you start with five and then you have a muscle sore. Then with 10 muscle sore. But muscle sore means your muscles are growing and it's growing and growing. Same thing in the spirit. If you're doing leadership, you have spiritual muscle sore and it's increasing your capacity from step to step and step and step. And then you're looking back and say, oh my gosh, I had no clue that I'm able to run a small group, to lead a micro church, start my own business, or I should start being married. Some people get married now. 
They are engaged for 15 years. Why are you waiting? Just be bold like Joseph. Be courageous and do it. So you can be more efficient in, in terms God is leading your steps and the capacity by step by step and step by step. That's really good. God goes on and says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Why should Joshua meditate on the word of God? I mean, if you, I went to school for quite some time. And if you grasp a concept, why should you still meditate on it? Well, I think with spiritual truths or with everything it is, you only have a certain capacity to fill your brains and your heart with. So you should really be very careful about what you choose to let into your heart and into your mind. And that's why he says, meditate on this, not on everything else. Uh, and I think that's a challenge, at least for me, because um, as I said in my story, I became a worship leader and I'm still here, but my heart's also beating for the pop culture out in the world. But I'm here. I know God wants me here. That's unmistakable. I know it deep inside. It's not like I'm a slave and I cannot, cannot uh, give my hand in my resignation, but I know God wants me here. So what am I to do about this? And I think a lot of us know that fear, that FOMO, that fear of missing out. You're afraid that if you, if you um, choose one path, you have to leave behind you all the other, other paths. If you decide to marry one person, you're going to have to say no, hopefully, to everyone else, right? And you go out and eat dinner in one restaurant, not five. So that's just like... like life just works that way you have to make up your mind and go in one direction and then you can steer then you you can still shift and, and and walk but if you just stand still you will never move anything not even yourself and there's a one thought from um, Paulo Coelho who's who's writing in his book warrior of light that really helps me this picture um, that, that helps me He says about the, the warrior of light, he says, his friends say, you suffer in vain. You are not free. Do you know these voices in your head? You are not free, Dave. Why do you give your whole life into the church? Your best years just spent into the church, not your solo career. What are you doing? You're mad. What will you do when you're 50? They don't want to see you up on stage when you're 50. I mean, it's something else with pastors, but worship leaders, come on. <laughs> The warrior is free, but he knows that an open oven will never bake a bread. You understand what I mean? Close your oven today. You need to make up your mind. You need to think about it. what is the way I want to go in life. You cannot, you cannot stop time. It will just pass you by if you don't do anything. And some of us, we just need to be bold and courageous and walk into the right direction and hope and believe that God has got our backs. Wow, what wow, good points. And the last one is count on God's X factor. And you see the X factor in the background and that means wherever you need a miracle, just depend on God and put God into the X and then you, you are for sure that He is with you. And it says in Joshua 1 verse 9, Have I not commanded you? 
Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. God is in your ex. He is the X factor, but we should make it clear. I actually grew with that Bible verse onto stage from a shy person into a person that is able and enjoying speaking in front of people. And so this Bible verse encouraged me so much along the way. But after a while, after many years, I um, thought, no, I'm done with that Bible verse because I cannot find any courage anymore in myself. I grabbed whatever courage I could find and it was empty. And a friend of mine handed me over that Bible verse written down on a piece of paper and I wanted to throw it away because I was done with the Bible verse. I thought, yeah, you know, from so many Bible verses, just one that I don't, I, I dislike now, it's not that, it's, you know, that happens. But I thought, why don't I give this Bible verse another chance? Why don't I lay on my bed and just start to, to rethink that Bible verse and to invite God in that act in my life where I really said, no one else but you, God, can reveal what you mean with that Bible verse. So I started to savor that Bible verse in my mouth, kind of. And I started by... Pronouncing the first word like be, and I couldn't go on because God already spoke with that be. Because He said, Not you have to be courageous, not you have to, to take every courage you can find in yourself, but I will give you the shape of a courageous woman. I will give you the shape of a courageous man. I will fill you with courage. I will fill you with, with the strength you need. It's not that you have to do it with your own strength and you run out of it, but I do it in your life. And for me, that Bible verse became significant when it comes in terms of the X factor and who fills out the X in my life. Come on. Yeah, let's give uh, Pastor Sun a big round of applause. So in closing, I know when, when you speak a message about being successful, about Joshua, everyone has a different story. Some people are here, you have to, you run out from your nation because of war. Some other people, you're here just for two years of, of working. Some people are here, you get married. Some people are here, they speak German, but they like the international celebration. We have so many different people in the building. And here's the point. When, when you share a message like this, you know you cannot, you cannot speak about every situation, but what the Holy Spirit is doing, He takes the message and He translates the message into your life. And I really think, I really do believe that God has spoken to you and you know exactly what you have to change in your life or in which zone you are right now. And I think God is pushing you right now to go into the zone where you say, I believe for the impossible. And that's the zone where you need God like Joseph. Can you imagine stepping into the shoes of Moses, one of the best leaders ever, the role model of all models, and you're stepping in in those shoes that are way too big. And Joseph had to learn to trust that his style and his leadership and everything, God knows what he's doing. And, and, and he was the one who led the people of God in the promised land. When all the people saw the milk and the honey and the brick grape wines in the Glen Canaan, three years later, people say, thank 
you, Joshua. But the thank you comes always later. Listen to me. The thank you comes always later. But at that moment when you stand in front of the Jordan River, there is no thank you. You have doubts. You start to sweat. You're not sure if this is right. And God is saying three times, be courageous. Be courageous. Be courageous. I am with you. That's how you feel when you are entering that zone. Nobody will say thank you because they haven't seen the fruits, the breakthrough right now, but the applause, the thank you, comes always later. And that's why in that moment you need that God, you need the X factor that you know God is with me in everything what I do. So I, Dave asked me, he wrote a song this week and nobody's ever heard that song before. That means it's a world premiere for you guys about that song and if just will sing the song about the topic, about the feelings and everything and then I want to close in a prayer. Yeah. Um, one final thing about my journey right now is God showed me a picture a few years ago. He said, Dave, you're like a bridge. And I liked that because I want to be that bridge between pop culture and church culture. I want to, I love that. But it kind of didn't click. And so a few years later, God completed the picture when he showed me, you're not any kind of bridge, you're a draw bridge. You're installed at the house of God. You lead people into worship. You just open down, let down your bridge and people can come and experience the presence of God. And that really helped me. When he told me that, I just cried and cried because I realized I don't have to go and make everything work for myself. I just stay put where God put me. You know what I mean? And I've experienced so many great adventures. We traveled the world with Leo and with ICF Worship and I'm writing uh, songs with, with songwriters all over the world. But that's not the biggest miracle for me. The X factor in my story is the miracle of contentment in my heart. Because you can do your thing and you can try to be successful if you don't feel that God gives you contentment, if he makes you happy inside, not because everything works out, but because you know you're in your zone where he put you. That's the biggest miracle for me. So that's a song of thanksgiving to God. Of who you are, all the signs and wonders you've already done. The fears that try to rule me, dissolve here in your life. You have never left me, you never left my side. I can't get over how good you are and all you do. So I will choose to trust you every step of the way. Kick it over how good you are all you do. Your love blows my horizon and makes me want to say, You are good to me, good to me, good to me. Good to me, good to me, you good to me. My heart is full of worship because of who you are. All the signs and wonders. You've already done The fears that try to rule me Dissolve here in your life Cause you have never left me 
You never left my side. I can't get over how good you are. All you do. So I will choose to trust you every step of the way. Can't get over how good you are. All you do. Your love closed my horizon. That makes me wanna say you are good to me, 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 good to me. Yes, you are good. All my life, you promised things. Your love remains every day. All my life, you promised things. Your love remains every day. All my life, you promised things. Your love remains every day. Good to me, good to me, good to me. Yes, he is. Good to me, good to me. You're good to me. Come on. Yes, you are good to me, good to me. You're good to me. Yeah. Good to me, good to me. You're good to me. Yeah. <laughs> So thank you so much. Can we stand for a moment also online, Microchurch Liberia? Can you stand for a moment? Just close your eyes. I want, I want to pray with you guys. I really do believe that God has spoken to your heart right now. Maybe you are here for the very first time, maybe here for many, many times. And I just want to invite you into a prayer. And Father God, here I am. And I have made the decision many, many years or many, many month ago that my life belongs to you. You are my shepherd. You are the almighty all-known God. You have formed and created me in the mother's womb. And you have given me a unique DNA. You are my potter. You are forming and shaping me. Do whatever it's on your heart. I want to be your best friend. And I'm your best friend. And I need a miracle right now. And you are a miracle-working God. A star-breathing God. If you have given every star a name in the universe, you haven't forgotten all the small details in my life. I have a God who sees I have a God who hears and I have a God who feels with me 
and the arms of God are not too short. Intervene, God, in my situation. I'm standing in front of my Jordan River. And I cannot go through that river. There's a word impossible with human eyes. I don't know how to solve to handle that. But you can speak one word. You can move your arms in one time. And that river has to stop. And that mountain has to fall down. And that Goliath has no power anymore. Because I am courage. You are with me. You are for me. And you are not against me. And I'm stepping into the zone of the impossible. And I'm standing here. And I need the X Factor. I need the God in my situation. I want to ask you a question. What is your Jordan? What is your Jordan? The Jordan River was impossible to cross. Everyone has a Jordan River. A promised land waiting for you. Just speak to your river. Speak to your land right now. We have a God who hears. Our band, they wrote a new song about miracle. The song is written for that preaching series. They have listened to God. And that's a line we still believe. Some people still believe. Some people don't give up. Some people lean in, don't give up. Still believe. I still believe that God is a God of signs and miracles. God is a God of signs and miracles. God can do miracles. Speak that out. Sing it over your life. The God can do the impossible right now. Come on, church. Lift it up. Praise Him right now wherever you are. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship they, that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye